Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another Solution Sunday because the soul is the solution. <laughs> Remembering that we are grand beings of light makes all the difference. So, today I, and every day, I am Lisa Warner. I am the author of The Simplicity of Self Healing. And today, I am here with Jackie Lesser. Jackie is a leadership coach who inspires and works with shapeshifters, game changers, and the helpers of humanity to guide, support, provide tools and accountability, as well as challenge and champion them to be the change they want to make. Today, we're going to be talking about Shift Happens. <laughs> Jackie, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Shift. It does. Yeah. Right? We are in the great shift of consciousness. This is the time of the great shift. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean to you? You know, I think um, back, gosh, about 20 years ago. Well, actually, from the beginning, I kind of um, realized how change was always happening, even though I wanted constancy in in some ways, right? You know, you want you want things to stay the same, and uh, inevitably change would occur, and sometimes change that felt really difficult. And so when you you know that saying like you can't beat them, join them sort of thing. It's like okay, if I can't beat change, if if change is going to happen anyway. How do I make the best of it or make the most of it? Or how do I even learn how to, and this is a not an old word, but a newer word for me, like to navigate that with more ease and more grace. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been sort of riding the, the change train um, with more ease and grace because I'm my intention is to kind of pull in all of the tools and all of the resources and all of the um, the knowing that this life and this journey is exactly for that. It's, it's for the shift, for the shift from forgetting to remembering. Yeah. Wow. I really, I really like what you're saying about the change because I had forgotten, but there was a time in my life where like I was terrified of change. Like I didn't want anything to change. I have a parent, one of my parents, I won't name which one, but one of my parents, because one of them watches here and one of them doesn't, they'll know who they are. <laughs> but I have one parent who's like, nope, no change. Everything has to be exactly the same every single time, no exception. And, you know, I think that mentality really, you know, influenced me for a long time in my life and you know finally I realized like wait a second you know I'm not really digging my life the way it is so like I need some change like I need to guide my own change like I need to guide myself back into alignment with who I am because I have changed so far out of alignment with my truth that I need to change back into my real truth, into alignment with my soul, the right. being that I was designed to be. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love how he came to it. I remember working for a guy um, my first 
employer and he was like this kind of like this Wizard of Oz kind of guy, you know, he could make magic happen. And whenever he wanted something to be different, he would like go on this campaign, change is good. And I, I don't think anybody bought it, you know, but he would just be singing like the Pied Piper, you know, change is good, change is good. And I don't know, I mean, obviously we each have our own different, our own experiences of change, whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but it is inevitable. So I guess, you know, and, and you know this, you know, as much as anybody does, especially in, with regard to your book, you get to decide. These are events, they're, they're ultimately neutral uh, in their meaning. You bring the meaning, you choose, am I going to flow with this change or am I resisting this change? Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, the more I accept it, the more I say, you know what, I don't know what anything is for, but it's all working out. You know, the more I stay present to this now moment where it's all okay, um, the easier change actually feels yeah you know one of the things that i've become really aware of is that consciousness is designed to be flexible right but we have been trained to think in specific ways in specific patterns and that if you don't think in the exact same pattern then change is really scary because wow i don't want to i don't want to have a different thought because if i have a different thought than the thought that i was already thinking then that might mean that my original thought was wrong and i don't want to be wrong so we're we're terrified to change our awareness we're terrified to return to flexible consciousness yeah. We lock ourselves in to these awarenesses that we have been told to be aware of. Be aware of this scary thing. Be aware of these diseases. Be aware. If we yeah. open our consciousness and be a little more flexible and fluid, we can be aware of a whole lot of other really cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I remember, like, literally remember the. It was the early two thousands, and the first time that I heard that we could actually choose our thoughts, and I was. I mean, I, at that point, I was already. I don't know. You know, I think a mother. Yeah, I was a mother of two children. You know, I was a successful career person. Um, And I got one of those, you know, like positive energy quotes from somebody that, you know, that limitations were perceived and that you put them on yourself based on the cultural conditioning, you know, that you speak about in your book and based on this cultural conditioning, put these perceived limitations on. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, oh my gosh, if I put them on, then I can take them off. Like I, I just, that was such a radical idea. But I remember the the feeling of freedom, and I couldn't wait to try it out. Right? Couldn't wait to try it. Um, you know, what I've learned since then is that we are really in the quantum field. The quantum field has infinite possibilities. And so to be conscious enough to choose that flexible consciousness, you know, that um, is really where all of our freedom exists right? In that choice. Exactly. Yeah. I remember this, this is back to that, that moment in the early 2000s when um, I got that thing, that quote, and then that weekend I went skiing and I was like in my, probably in my late thirties when I started skiing and I was like very afraid because you're in your late thirties, Jackie, you're really not supposed to be starting to ski right now. Yeah. That'd be terrible. (laughs) That'd be terrible. Um, You know, you're not, you know, you're not a skier. Anyway, I decided to try that. And and my skiing was like really rigid. And I remember my husband saying to me, if you keep taking up that much of the mountain, we're going to have to buy two lift tickets for you. Right. (laughs) But, but so I tried this pulling the limits off idea the first time 
in a, on a ski lift. And when I got down, as I'm skiing down, I should say, there's this whole group of people skiing very close to each other. And I thought, ooh, that's dangerous. But actually, there was a sign on one of the guy's backs that said blind skier. And I thought, okay, no one told that guy that there was a limit. Right. <laughs> and he's doing it. And all of a sudden, I'm like Susie Chapstick. Like, death. <laughs> So that was just a fun example, but I, I wanted to try it immediately because it was so empowering. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. You know, I, I remember, I don't remember, I don't know what year is this. It wasn't too, probably too long after that, you know, in the early, early two thousands as well, that I, I heard for the first time that you can think other people's thoughts. I was like, what does that mean? Like, cause I know that a lot of the thoughts in my head do not feel good. You know, like I'm not okay. What's wrong with me? What, you know, it's like, and as soon as I realized like, oh my gosh, these are other people's thoughts. These are thoughts that I've been taught to think. Like, wait a second. If I'm thinking other people's thoughts and my thought space doesn't feel good, that's a clear indication that I need to get rid of the other people's thoughts because if they're if they're my own thought, my own thoughts would feel great. Because mm. I would think great thoughts. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's like I love to think expansive thoughts. I love to think thoughts of universal consciousness and unlimited possibilities and hey what else can we create like those would be my thoughts like mm. uh, so I started paying attention to my thought space mm. like ah whose thought is that what a question oh my gosh that's super powerful right it's like because then once I realized like all right, if my thought space is filled with other people's thoughts, then what about my energy field? Mm -hmm. My energy field filled with other people's energy? Shame, blame, fear, doubt, guilt, worry. Oh, those don't belong to me either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Then I started, then I wised up and I was like, ah. Oh, this is all about the non-physical space is generating the physical space. All right. So now I need to pay attention to the non-physical space because mm. then I can change my entire physical reality by changing my non-physical space. Oh. I can start clearing out the thoughts that don't belong to me and the energies that are attached to those thoughts that yeah. don't belong to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That, I mean, just, I can feel like the exhale, like, well, first it felt like this breath of like fresh air. And then there's this deep exhale of all the thoughts and all the energy that doesn't belong to me. Right. Wow. Yeah. So let's all just take a really, let's all, let's all close our eyes. Take a really nice, big, deep breath and just exhale all the thoughts and energies that don't belong to us. And then just simply notice what does belong to me. Kindness, caring, curiosity, generosity, enthusiasm, peace, love. Ah, that feels better. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think when you just did that, I could feel the connection. You know, the, the connection that you and I have just made, right? And to whoever else is listening to this. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like it just cleared the space. Yes. 
that's where the space and the calm that was like, ooh, <laughs> that is good. Yeah. And that's, that is the nature of healing. Mm. That's what generates health and healing. Mm. It doesn't come from a pill. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, felt really, that feels really true. It felt really true as I'm reading your book, too. Um, you know, so I totally agree. And obviously, it's, it's very uplifting to think about how you just spoke about that. When, when I think about my own experience, like who's thought of it, like I also um, notice that there's a part of me that has been conditioned by others, right? Like the, the part of me that's judging harshly, yeah. <laughs> the part of me that's, um, you know, that's not enough, you know, or the part of like, I, I can now in that consciousness, I can identify that there are just parts of me that are experiencing um the 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 lower level vibrations and um and i think when we're going through change like to circle back to the beginning of this conversation when when shift does happen that isn't something that you imagined you would have consciously chosen that the setup of like, okay, so how do I get back in the driver's seat on this, right? Um, I know, so, so what you just did is a beautiful way. That's one way to get back in the driver's seat. Like, oh, this is right, I get to decide. I mean, another way that I've been working with for about 10 years is to take the part of me that's having the experience, let's say experiencing it negatively and bring it back into the truth, bring it back into the embrace of the, what I would say is the capital S self or the source. Um, and that has been really, really transformational for me in the way that I relate to everything else. Wow, say more about that. So um, I, it started back in the uh, mid, well, it started back in like 2010-ish. Um, our daughter, Lauren, and, and it's okay for me to share this because this is not, like she's very willing for me to share the story. She was diagnosed with an eating disorder and taken out of school. She had anorexia. She was... She was a, she was in relationship with the, with anorexia and taken out of school and brought to a um, rehab, mm. and so all of this stuff, of course, happening to her, but also happening to me as the mom. Right. The guilt, the you know, all the things like I have to fix this. I probably caused it. You know, I have to fix. Anyway, um, and I realized that all of the guilt and the shame and the blame in the world wasn't going to help Lauren. And so I started to work with the part of the parts of me that were feeling those things and bringing them back into the truth of love, um, into the truth of the source that is, I am. And ultimately I realized that being aware that it was just a part of me and not the all was number one, so incredibly freeing. Number two, allowing those parts to have their say and say what they needed to say and then being welcomed back into the whole anyway um, by the love that is what created us. Um, and then the, what would happen for me is I would shift, talk about shift, my perspective. The way I would see anorexia the way I would see myself as mother, like uh, that just shifted when I brought those parts back in, when they were just loved no matter what, that which, like, oh my gosh. So the perspective on anorexia shifted. And then the action that I was taking was much more, was inspired by this, the shift. And then I would circle back to this feeling that is the feeling I wanted in the first place, which was the calm and the peace and all, all those energies that you just mentioned that are the authentic us. 
So I, I call, I mean, I have a, an eight step process for it, but I call it the holy shift because you literally go from holy something else to holy shift. I don't right. know if that's the word I can say on this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we do everything here. Okay. <laughs> I got no rules, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that I know about the other the platform but hey okay. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. but yeah you know we we have been disconnected we have been split down the middle basically by society by all of the the teaching and learning that we have been taught you know these are the rules this is how it is this is what you have to do this is how you have to fit in this is how you have to be and, you know, we get so we get harshly judged by society, parents, teachers, peers, whatever. And then we start judging ourselves because, well, it feels better to judge ourselves than to be judged by somebody else. So then we take on these whole patterns and we end up splitting like right down the middle and, and we don't know who we are anymore. Yeah, that that is really true. And their their shoulds, like cultural shoulds, become our shoulds. Right. And then you know the saying there that we're shitting all over ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. I also um, I just I find that what I'm really excited about also is that this new way of navigating in the world um, really requires that we get that sovereign. Do you know the, the, the sovereignty that you're talking about? Like in order to navigate the what's next for me or, you know, how do I manage this? What decision am I going to make over here? That level of sovereignty has to be present. Exactly. To realize that we live in a universe of infinite possibilities and that we are creators. And we can choose any possibility. If we can imagine it, we can generate it. Mm. But we have just been given, here are the possibilities. This is what is. And you're just going to have to work within the boundaries of what is. And then all the other possibilities go overlooked. We become unaware of the vast majority of the possibilities that are actually available to us and we just work with what is and then we find ourselves getting smaller and smaller and smaller so we're looking at microscopes going oh my god there's the problem right there <laughs> it's so true <laughs> oh my gosh and and just like you know hearing you say that and talking to you about it, looking at your background, I'm just like, I'm like in that field of like, I can do anything right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's and it comes from that sovereignty, just like you're talking about. It's like recognizing that we are creators and that we can choose anything for ourselves. That's where the sovereignty lies. Yeah. There's one thing um, that I know I spent a long time doing, which kept me from that sovereignty. And that's if there were parts of me that didn't like, you know, belong, I would eject or reject those parts. Mm -hmm. And I, I think from, you know, experimenting and playing and working like in my, my lab with the Holy shift for the last decade, all those all those players, bringing them all back into the embrace and feeling that level of sovereignty. It's like, you know, of course you belong. Of course you belong. Of course you belong. We couldn't play here without you. We couldn't play here without you. And, um, and then as a, as a, in the wholeness and in the holiness, that's when I can feel that um, the truth of the possibilities. So I don't know. I think they they might be correlated. You know, like that feeling of wholeness and the realization of of what you're talking about seems to coincide for me. Yeah, you know, because usually I, you know, it's it's my in my awareness that the parts of us that we reject 
are actually the parts that are are sovereign that actually know better than mm -hmm. what we've been taught you know and it's that that inner guidance is like you know hey you know i think we should we could do this I'm like no can't can't do i just remember being i used to be a guard a professional gardener for a while and i just remember being out in the gardens and i i would just have these conversations with myself and i'd be like you know hey wouldn't it be cool if we just if we went and did this this thing over here that little inner voice would be like hey you know let's go let's go do this let's try some like and the mind would go like no no can't do that we you know no we have to do this other thing because that's the way it is you know and the little voice would go like, hey <laughs> you know and then later on it'd be like ah oh, i can't believe i didn't listen to that little voice like now i'm in a pickle boat because i didn't listen so it's like we reject all the the that inner guidance and then just go with what we've been taught that's really, really loud. <laughs> you know how the image I just got? I remember when my kids were little and I'd be talking to another grown-up and the kid would be like tugging, you know, my our son or daughter would be tugging, yeah. like, mom, 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 be like, shush, 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 right? right. Like I, I think about now that I'm a grandmother, like as soon as my ki my grandchild wants to say something to me, I'm gonna stop everything else. I'm gonna get down to that little voice level and I'm going to listen. It's important. Whatever they have to say is important. Those little voices. Yes. And it, I love that because the children, the children are the ones that are still most connected to source. They're the ones that actually hold all the wisdom because they, they are that open doorway to source itself. They haven't had all the conditioning yet. They haven't been told, here are the rules. This is the way it is. And this, you have to deal with this and you have to do it this way because we said so. You know, they're still going, hey, look at this butterfly. Like, wow. <laughs> <"Yeah." laughs> oh, it's so true. And I remember one time um, I was reading Michael Singer's book, um, The Untethered Soul. And um, it, there was this moment in time where, you know, Michael Singer was always saying, like, whatever comes, whatever, whatever shows up, you just, that's just what is. And I thought to myself, what, what would happen if I listened to whatever inspiration came in as a, as a small voice, right? So I decided that I would do that for a week. One week. It's not easy, by the way, right. but it, it's so worth it. And it's so delightful. I cannot tell you the countless miracles that occur when you listen to that, even as scary as they were, like to do the thing that your just intuition just said. I mean, I, the one, the one thing that came into my mind, cause I had wanted to do some speaking was to join, um, a group of um oh my gosh i can't think of that group they're famous you know oh, where you go to business international or whatever something like that right international yeah. right so i so that day because it came into my mind i said oh shoot you're gonna have to do it like that's the inspiration so i'm like well i'll look up where it is well it turns out it was around the corner they were meeting <laughs> like i kind of walk there it's right. so so I was really upset. <laughs> and I had anyway on my car ride from my house to the place. I didn't walk; it was February. Um, uh, on my car ride, I was somehow I was listening to like the um, the fun fact of the day, and it was about Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. So I just listened. Anyway, I get to the place, I get in the car, and today's topic was extemporaneous talking you know speaking so they were going to throw some kind of a you know bunch of paper in the in the circle and you'd have to pick out a piece of paper with a topic on it and speak extemporaneously on this topic well don't you know I, the paper i picked out was about president's day washington like just fun fact from the time that i got in my car to the time <laughs> So if the universe was not conspiring with me 
to keep going on that miracle train, right? To keep listening to that intuition, the universe will provide. You won't be able to know before you do, but as soon as you need it, you will come to know. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love it. Just total validation that it's like, hey, you're right on track. That's yeah. so cool. Super fun. I yeah. love it. And like you weren't really seeking validation, but it showed up. Right. And, you know, I look at I, I, this is coming up. It's just that I see like when people because I work with a lot of people who are, you know, like trying to heal something, you know, heal their body. And they're always looking for validation, like they're looking for the healing before it has like before it happens kind of thing. You know, it's like I need a sign. I need the validation. If you're actually looking for validation, it's not going to come. If you're just there in the moment, it will appear. <laughs> so what is that process? So how do you, you know, if, if someone is is currently in relationship with something that feels physically um, challenging and, um, and they're looking for a sign or looking for like some, uh, some clue that they're, moving in the right direction or moving from the right direction how would you how would you advise them well i mean first of all we have to recognize that the healing is the hard part healing is actually the painful part and it's when we go into healing that the symptoms show up so we're running off to the doctor to go what's wrong with me when your body is just already it's in the healing process. We have been taught backwards. So the first thing I always do, you know, is we got to get the, the consciousness shifted back in the right direction so that we recognize that this is actually healing. You're, there's nothing wrong with your body. And then we, then the validation actually comes from inside. It comes from our ability to start trusting our body to start trusting ourselves, So it's like that feeling of, oh, there I am. Ah, yeah. That's, it's the feeling that's the validation, not the physical sensation, not the, not what shows up in the physical world, but that it's that inner knowing, that inner voice, that reconnecting to that inner voice. Mm -hmm. And once we understand that the healing is the hard part, that when we make an internal shift and then pain shows up, it's like, ah, there it is. There's my validation. My body's now in healing. Like we have to change the parameters. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's radical. Radical thing, radical for our cultural conditioning, you know, exactly. And right. Like we've been conditioned backwards, like on purpose, because, you know, when we look at just how the world is set up, you know, it's set up in a, a pyramid shape. And it's like these people on the top, they have all the money, they have all the power, they make all the big decisions, and then all the other people who are down here who are disenfranchised, you know, so we're just taught to these people have all the answers. Listen to these people. They've got the answers. And so we're, we're these people that have all the answers. They also have all the questions. They also own the educational systems and they just simply teach us and they program us to believe what they want us to believe. Well, no, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm wondering, um, cause as you're talking about, it, you're showing me that that shape, I'm thinking about how is the shape changing now? Because like we're in this conversation. Yes. And I'm, I'm in this conversation a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so what's, what's happening to this? Like what's happening to the shape? So the shape is going from a triangle to a circle. Yes. That's, so that's consciousness is in concentric circles. Mm -hmm. 
so I talk about it like Russian, like Russian stacking dolls. You know, it's like the physical self is the smallest doll in the middle. It's the littlest, it's the darkest, and it has the least amount of consciousness. And each layer you get to like they're your higher self, your oversoul, you know, like there are many, many, many layers of self. There are many, many dimensions and densities. And it's like the Russian stacking doll. Every time you have that new awareness, it's like, oh, ah, that feels better. And you know a little bit more. And then it's like, next layer out. It's like, oh, I see. And you keep expanding your consciousness. You keep expanding your awareness until suddenly you go, oh, I'm part of the universe. Wait a second. <laughs> Infinite possibilities are the universe. It's not just about here in the physical world. It's about, wait a second. Oh, let me look out here instead of down the microscope. Let me look at the other end. Let me go, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I'm the soul. I am vast. I am infinite. My consciousness can be anywhere, anytime, anyhow. Like, wow, let me shift my perspective. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's, it's an interesting um, concept. You know, you're getting to it and you're talking about it and I'm feeling the truth of it. And um, I mentioned I'm a grandmother, newly a grandmother. She, my, our granddaughter is four and a half months old. Aww. And I look in her eyes and I say, tell me everything before you forget. Right? Tell me everything. And, um, and my mom uh, passed away two months ago. And I keep saying to her, mom, where are you? Tell me everything. Like I just, so I feel like I'm, I'm really desirous of having this information, these awarenesses um, from the the new ones and from the ones who are gone again, you know, so, and I feel excited about the, about the discoveries. Right. You know, I have a lot of memories. Well, comparatively from when I was, when I was little, when I, you know, my earliest memories are probably, I don't know, it was three, four months old. And wow. Then, you know, again, when I was like two, you know, I had a lot when, like when I was two, I, like I knew a lot when I was two, I would go to bed at night and I would just be a, an attention point floating in space, like in this space of unconditional love, this mm -hmm. non-physical space. And I knew at that time that this is real like this is what is this is eternity mm. this unconditional love and light is everywhere every when like this is what is and from that space i would look at earth and i would go this is not what they're doing there <laughs> and then i would wake up in my body the next day and go I'm in prison. Like people are fighting, there's wars, there you know, there's judgment, there and everybody's forgotten who they are. And I was like I could see the amnesia. And it that was terrifying to me because people with amnesia, you know, are pretty unpredictable. And so you know, I have memories of having full consciousness when I was two, like just direct source consciousness. So, you know, but that, that trauma of like, it's not safe for me to know what I know because the people who knew what I knew that came before me, you know, didn't really bode well for them. So I knew that it wasn't safe at that time for me to know all of this stuff because everybody would just think I was insane, you know, so I just shut down like, you know, I'll just go with the programming. But the point of all of this is that 
I truly believe that all children come in as the soul into the body and that they're fully connected to source. And then we're educated out of our natural wisdom. So yeah. it's so beautiful that, that you have this gorgeous granddaughter who can tell you everything and that you can encourage her to remember everything because she actually knows everything already. Like it, it's not about like being smart in the ways of the world. You know, it, it's like having that direct connection to source to be able to trust her own inner knowing. So when, you know, an, a, when an adult with the amnesia goes, hey, this is the way it is. And she goes, you know, that she'll be able to trust that feeling and go, yeah, no, that's, that's not for me. Thank you. <laughs> you know, yesterday, Tuesdays are my day with, with my granddaughter. And yesterday I was getting her ready for a nap and we're playing on the floor. And she looked at me with these eyes that brought tears to my own. They were so knowing. <laughs> so I, I'm really, you know, we're going to be each other's kind of companions. Oh, yeah. Stay that. tuned. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And right before my mom passed away, I said, Mom, I'm going to have Tuesdays with Lenny May. So I, you know, would you be available to join us? Oh. That she would. So uh, it's going to be quite the adventure Tuesdays. So stay tuned for Tuesdays. Oh, I love that. Wow. This is great. Yeah. These, these children that are coming in now, they're oh. every, every wave, you know, the next wave, they all have their mission. They all, you know, they come, we all have come in with our, assignments whatever you know and these kids you know their mission is to bring love back to the world amen amen yeah it's funny that you mentioned the word assignment because i find that i'm working with a lot of people whose assignments appear to be changing yes and the people i'm working with are probably you know in their 40s 50s 60s and 70s um, and then they've been doing like some good stuff, you know, helpers of humanity. They've been doing some good stuff at a leadership level. Um, but it, there's like this common thread that, that it seems like they realize their assignment is ending. So even though the new ones are bringing in love, I think that that we're all sort of being re-adjusted, reprogrammed for our next assignment, which is on that you know, on that frequency. Yes, absolutely. Because this and, is a great shift. And the great shift. Right. And, and tr truth be told, for them, um, you know, as we're working together, the, the breadcrumbs, you know, the, the trail on this treasure hunt, I mean, that's how it's kind of going. It's not like, oh, I know what the next assignment is. You only know in that moment. And, and then, so it's like, what tools do you need? You know, what do you need to have in your backpack? <laughs> you know, make sure you're nourished, make sure you have enough, you know, resources and support and all that kind of stuff for, for this, for the, this next part of the track. Exactly. It's yeah. like, as you start to walk the path, the pathway appears, yeah. not until you start walking it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So these kids are probably really also just, helpful in that way because they don't yet have like I think the certain generations like what's it going to be how's it going to look but what the, the, that need to know the kids are more in that prep just that that now moment um very happy just to be where they are mm -hmm. and so that's a that's definitely a lesson that I'm taking from the little ones beautiful and real learning is real learning doesn't happen in the schoolroom. Real learning happens out in nature where we learn to play with each other, play with the birds and connect to, you know, communicate with the trees and the plants and the animals and the butterflies. And, you know, where we start to 
to, you know, we exercise by climbing trees and rolling down hills and doing cartwheels. And, you know, life is meant to be fun. It is not meant to be drudgery like it has been for so long on this planet. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the triangle becoming the circle. Yeah, right? I mean, the triangle isn't, a, it's not a natural formation you know there's not a lot of stuff that shows up in in triangle form in just in nature things natural swirls there's there's cubes and and things but you know as a society having all the power up at the tip and you know the vast majority of disenfranchised people at the bottom like, it doesn't work we look at these these people that have all the money in the world and the people on the bottom have nothing. It, it's not sustainable. You know, it occurs to me as you're saying that, that the book that you've written and the message that is yours to share really transcends the triangle because, you know, disease is indiscriminate. Like it's, it, you're not protected being at the top of the triangle. Well, you know, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just saying like, like people wanting the healing, they live at the top, they live in the middle, they live in the, like, I think that would be a general human desire. Well, once we realize like that, that this triangle is the way that it is, the way that the society is set up, it is set up that these people up here at the top simply traumatize the people at the bottom because traumatized people can then be controlled. They create the problem and then, and then they go, oh, well, we have the solution. So these people are creating the problems and providing the solution. Like we have to start expanding our consciousness a little bit just to see how it's set up here. And uh, we have to start going, hey, let's not fall for the problems anymore. Mm, and that. let's provide our own solution. <laughs> right? Because, and I, I discovered this myself when I was facing cancer, which was a problem. Right. And one of the things that I realized when I was two and I would just have all of these awarenesses was that I would look at when I would look at earth and look at humanity, I would be able to see all these people in nursing homes, in bodies that didn't function like they couldn't, they could no longer control their own physical body. Like, and they were literally just in these death watch facilities waiting to for the body to stop. And I thought, this is not normal. It's not natural. It's not supposed to be this way. And I remember at two years old going, that is not ever going to be my story. That's not what I'm doing here. So when I found myself being fully traumatized by life and then facing this cancer thing, I remembered back and went, wait a second. This is not mine. I refuse to create this story. I am not walking this path. I am not telling this story. This mm -hmm. is not mine. And I refuse to continue this story for even one minute longer. I have, I have generated this. I've gotten myself into the situation. I can get myself out. And it's by tuning in and connecting to that soul wisdom that I had when I was two years old and returning myself to that state of being. And then my body will heal itself. And I learned a whole lot of cool stuff along the way from that journey. But, you know, we're, we're not meant to, we're not meant to live in these states of dis-ease. And, you know, disease in of itself is the illusion because our bodies are simply responding to our consciousness. Every time our body adapts, it's adapting to our, if 
if we don't know how to clear out our trauma, then we're walking around in trauma. And then the body has to adapt itself to the trauma to try to get us through the trauma. Mm. So we're not being attacked by diseases. Our bodies are responding to our traumas. And the healing happens when we learn how to neutralize the trauma. That is just, I love that world. Right? Where, where that's what's, you want to go to, to talk to somebody about a, a diagnosis or you want to go to somebody about a trauma, let's go talk to somebody about neutralizing the trauma. Exactly. You know, I know in my own life, I, for, I mean, at least a decade, the weight of guilt and shame and blame. Ooh. Yeah. You and know. your body has to adapt to that. Your body has to, if you're wearing those clothes of guilt and shame, and your body has to reflect that. Your body has to take on the form of the being who is filled with guilt and shame oh, and doubt. Did. Five, right? five different autoimmune conditions. Yeah. Right. And there was nothing wrong with your body. Your body was simply reflecting that version of you. So by learning how to clear out, you know, and what, when I learned, when I realized that these things are emotions, but emotions are energy in motion, it was like, wait a second, these are energies that are in my energy field. And if I simply clear those energies out of the energy field, I don't have to carry them around anymore. And right. my body doesn't have to take that shape anymore. Mm. So that's when I started teaching people how to clear these energies out of their energy field. I learned that myself when I was, was um, having anxiety attacks. You know, I would, I would suddenly feel this feeling in the pit of my stomach and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I would go home and like go under the covers for three days, you know, while it, while it passed until finally one day I realized, oh my gosh, this is an energy. I can clear the energy out and I won't have to have these anxiety attacks anymore. And that's exactly what I did. And it was probably six months later or nine months later or something, somebody started to mention anxiety. And I went, oh, I remember when that used to happen to me. And then I realized that was the moment that I realized, oh my God, I had cleared all of it out of my energy field and it wasn't even a thing anymore. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So powerful. There's the solution, right? It's like healing doesn't come in a pill. It comes from learning how to manage our energy field. Yeah. Yeah. And just that, you know, that message you said about the kids, just like bring love into everything, you know, and I'm not even talking about love as a feeling. I'm talking about love as the creative energy that makes whatever is in resonance with the the thoughts you're having, the beliefs that, so, um, so anyway, I just, this has been such a wonderful conversation. So, been, so healing. It has been such a great conversation. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have finally met you. It's only we've only just connected. <laughs> so, this is a miracle. Yes. Oh my god. You know, just follow your intuition. Like that's what this was. So right? Exactly. We didn't connect for Solution Sunday. We connected on a different topic. And then it's like, hey, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So Jackie, tell us how do you work with clients? And if any, if any of your clients are listening to your future clients are listening to this, 
how do they reach out to you and connect with you? So, um, oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, so the way currently I've been working one-on-one -on -one with clients, um, I am going to this new phase, what's presenting itself is going to be workshops and large, you know, small groups and, and sort of bigger groups, um, going to be providing the, um, the roadmap, the guide, I, I'm calling it a playbook actually, right. um, for what the what's next for that for that journey into what's next and um people can reach me at jlesser at creatingimpact.net creating impact is the website um there's also a website called jackielesser.com which has a little bit more of the holy shift and what i was referring to which is actually going to be a pretty big part of the work that i do um, moving forward so, um, yeah, it's like super excited. It's, it's really, really fun to be in this place of realizing you don't know how, you don't have to know anything. You just have to be open to everything. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause we've just been taught what we need to know and it's pretty much not what we need to know. And yeah. then when we open up and realize that everything is possible. Right, right. Infinite beings, unlimited beings. Mm. And so be it. And so it is. And I, I just, in, in our, my prayer is that, you know, more and more we come to realize the truth of that. Exactly. I mean, this, this is the time foretold on this planet. We are in the midst of the great shift. So the shift has already occurred. We have already shifted from the dark to the light. And now we're just going to be seeing how that all plays out as we start to return to love and we start to return to our natural state of being curious and capable and confident and connected and all of those beautiful things that we are and clearing out all of these fears and doubts and guilts and shames that never belong to us in the first place. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. So for everybody listening, if you are watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, look in the show notes, all the connect, all the ways to connect with Jackie are listed there in the show notes. So please, if you feel resonance with Jackie, please reach out. And I'm sure that she will be on Solution Sunday again, because this is a really fun conversation. I would love to have her back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Again, I'm Lisa Warner. I am the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing and also featured in the new documentary that's coming out on July 8th called The Inside Effects.com or well, go to the inside effects.com and you'll find out how you can view the inside effects, how the body heals itself on live streaming on your home device. So it will be free to everyone. It is just a, it's a labor of love by Keith Leon, who really had some major shifts himself by talking to to me and another gal and just wanted other people to know that you can heal everything, anything you choose. So please keep an eye out for the inside effects. So Jackie, Thank you so much for such a great conversation. I can't wait to have you back again. Forward to it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching today. Until next week, create for yourselves a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit connectingyoutoyou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know 
about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.